Hi, everybody. I'm attorney Nick Namath with the Law Offices of Nick Namath. I want to welcome everybody back to our podcast, Namath IRS News. If you haven't joined us prior to today's podcast, I'm glad to have you with us. I've been a tax attorney for over 20 years, and the sole focus of our firm is to help individuals and businesses resolve IRS problems. The purpose of these podcasts is to educate you, the taxpayer, with regard to some of the more common concerns we hear in our day-to-day business. Today, we're going to be discussing debt settlement with the IRS. People often think of the IRS as a ruthless government agency, which they sometimes can be, but there are circumstances in which the IRS will allow you to settle your IRS tax liability for less than the total balance if you meet certain criteria. So again, there's the fine print, if you meet certain criteria. It is important to understand the options to pick a strategy that works best for you and your specific situation. This can get complicated. So I out. This can get complicated, so we always suggest you work with a tax professional. If you have more questions after this podcast, we encourage you to reach out to the law offices of Nick Namath and our team of seasoned IRS tax lawyers to see how we might be able to assist you. Today, I'm joined by my colleague and our firm's managing attorney, Jamie Flores, who will provide insight into what taxpayers need to know about settling an IRS debt. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I am Jamie Flores, the managing attorney here at the law offices of Nick Namath. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad that you're listening in. So let's go ahead and get started. All right, Jamie. So let's dive right into it. What is IRS debt settlement? When a taxpayer is unable to fully pay their tax debt, the IRS may use collection alternatives. Debt settlement is one of those collection alternatives, which is basically just an agreement between the IRS and the taxpayer to settle the tax debt for less than the total amount owed. The big picture here is that sometimes you can negotiate a settlement with the IRS, but it depends on whether a taxpayer is eligible by meeting specific qualifications. The IRS always prefers to get paid something rather than nothing. So, but they they also have to consider the benefits to the IRS and sometimes an agreement will eliminate costly collection processes for the government. So sometimes they will agree to settle some debt. So it sounds like the IRS will work with the taxpayer, Jamie. What are the usual options a taxpayer has for settling their debt with the IRS, or in other words, paying less than what they really owe? As far as the main methods to settle a debt with the IRS for less than the total amount owed, this is generally a partial pay installment agreement or an offer in compromise. The best method for each taxpayer or a business depends on their financial analysis of their current financial ability to pay, which we've discussed in a prior podcast, and I'll briefly touch on it today just to make sure that you understand what we're talking about. The IRS will always try to get paid in full first, and there are a lot of tools that the IRS has at their their discretion that they do use to collect any liabilities owed. But sometimes a taxpayer might be in a tough spot and can't pay everything back to the IRS. This is where a partial pay installment agreement or an offering compromise may be your best option. So, Jamie, a partial pay installment plan that you just mentioned, it's kind of like a mortgage payment. But instead of making that mortgage payment every month, you're just paying on your tax debt every month to the IRS. 
Yes, Nick, that is absolutely exactly what it is. It is payments to the IRS. Now, let me talk about an offering compromise. A lot of practitioners, we just refer to this as an OIC. It is an agreement between the taxpayer and the IRS that settles the tax debt for less than the full amount that's actually owed. Now, there are different types of offers and conditions, limitations for eligibility, but if you can get an offer accepted, then the remaining balance will actually be written off. So today we're focusing on the offer and compromise, which is a doubt as to collectability, which basically means I want to settle because I cannot pay. The different part of an offer, or it's difficult, is that the IRS will not take your word that you can't afford to pay them the entire tax liability owed. They want to look into all of your finances very extensively. And some people don't want to disclose that to the IRS. But if you want to settle, you have to give all of your information over. One way that a tax professional can make significant difference for clients is that we understand how the IRS evaluates a taxpayer's financial situation. And we'll advise our clients on how to best understand and communicate their financial position to the IRS, because our goal is always to do what's most favorable to our clients, well within the law. So, so far we've talked about two possible options, this partial pay installment agreement and the offer and compromise. I wanna talk a little bit more about both of these options, but let's focus first on the partial pay installment agreement. How does one qualify for it and what are the benefits? Why would somebody be happy with a partial pay installment agreement? Yeah, so a partial pay installment agreement is an agreement with the IRS, like you mentioned earlier about a mortgage. Um, to qualify, you must be compliant and meet certain requirements, which include current on filing all of your tax returns. You ha have to have accurate withholdings in place or be making your estimated tax payments if you're self-employed for the current tax year. And you have to be able to make the minimum monthly payment that's required by the IRS. Now, this payment amount is dependent on your financial analysis of your ability to pay. And the IRS is going to take into consideration the how long they have to collect this debt. And generally, it's 10 years from the time the tax is assessed. This is called the collection statute expiration date. Now, to determine what you can pay, the IRS publishes standards for common expenses based upon the number of people in your household and your location. These standards sometimes are significantly lower than what the taxpayer's actual bills are. And a lot of taxpayers have a difficult time reconciling the differences with the IRS um, or getting the IRS to allow a higher expense. You have to have really good documentation in order to get some things to be allowable that are above the standard amount that they usually will allow on your financials. Um, and so we'll know, you know, ways to look at that to make it most favorable to you. Now, that's another reason why we always advise to consult a tax professional to help understand what the government's allowable standards are. As for the benefits, entering in a partial pay installment agreement with the IRS this will stop all collection efforts and will allow you to have a peace of mind. Um, it also makes the interest rate reduced just a little bit, but every penny is going to help. Um, but when I talk about peace of mind, it's going to eliminate the possibility for wage garnishments, 
levies or other enforcement collection practices that the IRS sometimes uses. Right. I think you explained that partial pay really well. And I think the benefit was that last thing you just mentioned, Jamie, which is it calms down all of the collection activity. And I think that's huge for a taxpayer. So let's go next to the offer and compromise. How does that work? I think you mentioned that's the part where you actually settle a debt. So tell us about that. Yeah, the IRS will sometimes consider a settlement um, in which a taxpayer pays a reduced amount of the total balance that's owed. Now, it does have, you know, penalties and interest in it, but we're looking at the total balance. The IRS will pay extremely close attention to your financials, again, including your income, assets, ability to pay, expenses, retirement accounts, anything that you possibly have that the IRS has of value, they are going to look into that. I know you've probably seen the ads on TV, heard them on the radio, or seen them online that imply paying the IRS the pennies on the dollar is simple and a common practice. But the truth is that only a small number of people actually meet the qualifications for a successful offer and compromise. Let me give you a little context on this gap between taxpayers who think they qualify for an offer and compromise and taxpayers who actually have their applications accepted by the IRS. Now, these statistics fluctuate, but the IRS publishes them. They usually have a variation between a third and a fourth of applications that are received are accepted by the IRS. And an even lower amount of taxpayers meet the terms of the offer after acceptance. So it's not just getting it accepted. You have to do additional things to keep the offer in place. And they continue to look at you for up to five years after the offer. This is why it's, it is highly recommended to hire an IRS tax attorney for help in considering what your available options are to settle your tax liability, including applying for an offer and compromise. So sending in an offer that may not be accepted, it wastes a lot of time. We're talking 12 to 24 months and it wastes money. So considering not everybody gets an offer and compromise, which I would think everybody would want because it's where you pay less than what you owe, who's actually eligible for an offer and compromise or how do we decide when it's worth trying? So basic requirements that you have to meet before you can even consider applying for an offer is one, you cannot be in the middle of a bankruptcy proceeding. That is an automatic disqualifier. Um, First and foremost, it's mandatory that all your tax returns must be filed. So if you're missing any returns in order to be compliant, you have to get your returns filed and accepted by the IRS. Another requirement is you have to be up to date on your estimated tax payments for the current tax year or show that you have sufficient withholdings. So estimated tax payments are if you're self-employed or if you pull out money from a 401k, you have to make sure that you've paid in enough that you're not going to owe. And sufficient withholdings is if you are a W-2 employee, you have to be withholding enough from your paycheck every week or every two weeks in order to satisfy your tax liability when you file your return. What the purpose of this is you're showing the IRS that you're compliant now, you've corrected the problem that caused this tax liability, and you're not going to be a problem by owing in the future. Another one is if you have employees, then you have to make sure that you are compliant with your federal tax deposits. If you are not, then you will be disqualified from the offer. Now, there are some other things out there. If you want more information about eligibility um, for an offer and compromise, 
we recommend, again, that you contact an experienced IRS tax attorney. All right, so that kind of explains who qualifies or what the requirements are to actually apply for an offer and compromise. What's the actual amount? I would guess if you get to choose, everybody's going to offer them a quarter or a nickel or a penny to settle. How do you come up with this number? So it would be great if we could do every offer at like $10 or $100, name your own price tool. But there is no percentage of the balance that's owed or a quick formula or calculation that I can give our listeners. That would be great if I could. Um, but it all comes down to that, what the taxpayer has for their financials. What is their current financial ability to pay? If the taxpayer is found to be eligible for an offering compromise, the IRS will collect a reasonable amount. Now, what I think is reasonable and what the IRS thinks is reasonable is not usually the same thing, but it's defined by the IRS as reasonable collection potential. It's a combination of their taxpayer's assets or the business's assets and a part of the future monthly expendable income, depending on the type of offer that you choose. Now, since every taxpayer is different and we have to perform a financial analysis on your particular situation, because we would we want to advise on what an acceptable offer amount is, because again, we do not wanna waste your time, our time, or the government's time to try to get an offer accepted. That makes a lot of sense. Does the, I, with this offer and compromise process, are there fees associated? Does the IRS charge something to apply? Yes. Yeah, so there still are fees. There's nothing is free. Um, and our listeners should know that the upfront payments to the IRS are all non-refundable. Even if your application is not approved, if they deny your offer, the amount that you paid, it doesn't disappear, but it does get applied to your oldest tax liability. So it still helps. It lowers what you owe the IRS so that you can move on to some other alternatives for collection. Now, one of the reasons that professional advice is you would want to make sure that you don't proceed on your own because you don't want to just throw money out that you probably don't have. If you're applying for an offer, that means that the financial situation that you're currently in means that you likely can't pay the IRS back in full what you owe. So when submitting for an offer and compromise, right now, the current application fee is $205. Um, and it does not get applied to what you owe. It is simply an application fee. You That changes every single year, usually only by a couple of dollars. And depending on what kind of offer, again, you may have to pay a down payment. So for the portion, it could be up to 20%, which that may be a lot depending on what your offer is. If you choose the lump sum payment method, 20% is required with the application fee at the time that you apply for an offer. Um, or you can do periodic payment method, which it just gives you a longer amount of time. And then that's going to change what the down payment is, but you'll be paying monthly payments for the, for the life of the offer, usually up to 24 months. There are also some different requirements for a low income taxpayers, but again, everybody should consult with a tax professional first. This has been some good information. Before we wrap up this podcast, Jamie, is there any other advice you want to add for our viewers that might help them make a decision on, you know, how to go about trying to settle an IRS debt? 
Yeah, so I was thinking about this and I want to reiterate the differences between an offer and compromise and a partial pay installment agreement because a lot of the requirements and qualifications are the same, um, but I wanna make sure that our listeners understand. So an offer and compromise is final. The debt actually gets wiped away once the requirements of the offer are completed. While on the other hand, a partial pay installment agreement may change because this is based on your current financial ability to pay. Therefore, you could be picked up for income verification in the future, which could change the partial pay installment agreement amount, especially if your income or your assets have increased. So we don't see it all the time, but we do see it where somebody gets into a partial pay installment agreement and their monthly amount is lower. Let's just say, for instance, $100 a month. Then two or three years down, they their income has changed. They filed a tax return and it shows that they're making more money. The IRS can pick them up for income verification to where you have to do it all over again and supply all of your financial information to see if you still qualify for that partial pay installment agreement. Um, and sometimes it comes back to where you no longer apply for that and have to move on to a higher payment. And sometimes it works in your favor and you get a lower payment. So it just depends. But IRS debt can be a very stressful problem to handle for anyone, especially if you're struggling financially. So applying for a partial pay installment agreement or an offer and compromise on your own may not be the best idea. If you're looking for options to resolve your IRS tax problems, IRS tax attorneys here at the law offices of McNamath can help. That's what we're here for. We'll take a close look at your personal circumstances and determine what your best possible solution is. We can navigate through the offer and compromise process, which is very difficult, and we can also chart the best payment plan. So give us a call. Jamie, thanks for explaining that so well. This was really good information. And uh, to all our viewers, thanks for listening to this episode of Namath IRS News with your host, myself, Nick Namath, and my co-host, Jamie Flores. We hope you enjoyed this information on settling IRS taxes. If you're struggling with any kind of IRS issue, head over to our website, myirsteam.com, or give us a call, 972-484-0-TAX. That's 972-484-0829 to schedule a free consultation to put this burden behind you. Uh, to stay informed, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'll say goodbye to everybody. Jamie, any final words from you? Thank you all for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share this content with family and friends. It's free to do, and it would really help out our show. At the end of the day, this information is ultimately meant to benefit you. So help us help you. Tune in next time as we discuss another exciting tax topic. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. The information provided during this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice.